0: Welcome to the Self-Made Mind Podcast. We'll be bringing you real-life, honest conversations with some of the world's elite performers, from sporting athletes to millionaire CEOs and everyone in between. Success leaves clues. And it's now our mission to deliver these stories so you can start writing your own self-made script. We just wanted to say to everyone that's listened, you know, in the last three episodes, just, just thank you. Uh, we've had some amazing feedback from from you all I can tell you now we've got some some great guests lined up for for this year uh we're coming in coming in strong just a very appreciative of people supporting us um another thing you know 2020 has not been a fantastic year for a lot of people um it's it's been a good year for people and it's been a bad year for people let's not dwell on the past and can only focus on now and and what's to come and 2021 is set to be a fantastic year, and I think it will be. Focus on what we can control. We say it in the podcast all the time. Um, I just want to tell you about. Uh, um, I watched. I watched one of my favourite films on on New Year's Day, which is Coach Carter. The chap that that film's based on is played by uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Ken Carter, he were called. I uh, just wanted to share a little a little quote. He says, "Improve one percent every day." in 100 days you're 100% better off than you first started and i think you know people set a lot of goals in january you don't have to try change the world instantly it's more just about doing the small things each day like i says even just a 1% improvement each day the compound effect is is a wonderful thing and you'll you'll see the the bigger picture um, just just keep to your to your daily habits, it's very powerful. Just like to say a very happy New Year to everyone. This is the first show of 2021. Um, my name's Alex O'Keefe, and I'm Craig Billington. Yeah. So, just from the last episode, uh, Billy, my friend, uh, we spoke to to Lukey Ambler, and mm. there was a section in that for anyone that hasn't listened, where we uh, not bribed you, but shall we say, uh, peer, yeah, peer bit, pressure. Yeah, a little bit of peer pressure in there, I think it was. Peer pressure. So we, we wanted to take Billy out for a run the day after. We wanted to see if, you know, if he stuck to his word. So, did you? Yeah, I did, yeah. I was there <laughs> five at 5am 5 in the morning. Yeah, Yeah, um, you did. You stuck to your word, mate. I'll give you that one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just just to keep people up to date with that. You got it done, so. Yeah, it, was a, it wasn't even that much of a struggle, to be honest. It was... I normally run later on in the afternoon, so it was nice to get up and and just get it out of the way, to be honest, but yeah. Yeah, brilliant pal, well done, so yeah, on to today's episode then, we're we're speaking with uh, Simone Roche, MBE, founder and CEO of uh, Northern Power Women, and uh, she launched uh, this campaign out of a passion to, you know, connect and engage with people about gender equality, she were she were actually awarded the MBE in in twenty eighteen at the Queen's Birthday Honours um, for her services to gender equality in the in the north of England. You weren't actually with us on this episode, Bill, because you were work work commitments. But yeah, I was a, I was, I was not there. So <laughs> just a four one. It it was just me and Simone, and we had a a very good chat. Just a a passion and enthusiasm towards. I think just life in general were, were quite admirable um, and what she's achieved in her life um, coming through adversity and all sorts is just brilliant really so looking forward to sharing it with you and like I say, Happy New Year to everyone. Yeah, Happy New Year everyone. And en- enjoy the episode. Okay guys, welcome to another episode of the Self Made Mind podcast. Um, we're, we're joined by uh, another very special guest. Uh, her name is Simone Roche, MBE, and, uh, yeah, I'd like to give her a big, big welcome. Um, welcome to the podcast, Simone.
1: Oh, thanks for having me, Alex. How's Halifax today?
0: It's okay, yeah. It's um, it's not a glamorous town by any means, but, you know, it's it's my home and uh, I love it. So, yeah. Whereabouts oh, you know, are you in Liverpool?
1: Over in Liverpool, um, yep. but last time I was over, I was at the wonderful, uh, the Peace Hall.
0: Ah, okay yeah yeah um, maybe maybe playing it down a bit ah, it is a lovely place it's
1: uh, and i love actually that whole creativity that has taken from like a kind of historical building and made it into sort of i know obviously it's challenging at the moment but actually yeah. one of the last oh the last time i was in halifax we were recording our northern power women podcast live from the peace hall
0: right okay cool i didn't know you were uh, over these then Simon. um
1: oh get about me alex
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um. It's funny you mentioned the peace hall. I, I was walking through town yesterday, and I was walking through the peace hall, and there were like these c- uh, carol singers singing. And I just thought, you know what? That's that's beautiful. I'm pretty pretty proud to be from this town. Just, you know, just one of those moments.
1: Sometimes you you kind of it's hard you forget what's on your doorstep, and yeah. I think you know. Uh, I live in Liverpool and I think obviously, you know, lockdown was challenging for lots of people and still continues to be. But I think the one thing that I felt really blessed with was what was on your doorstep. So we kind of walked out of our, uh, you know, out onto the front and literally straight onto the River Mersey, which, to be honest, is not always kind of the most uh, friendly when it's blowing an absolute (laughs) gale out there. But you know what? I'd never get fed up of that that view or you know yeah. that kind of promenade yeah uh, to yeah. walk down the liver buildings everything so i think you've got to be really grateful for what's on your doorstep no matter where that doorstep is
0: yeah absolutely i agree um so i i've read read about this actually simone while we're on that subject do you live in the floating boathouse still
1: uh, so we live in a houseboat so we houseboat live in, yeah in uh, lady isabella is our, yeah. is our is our is our boat um yeah she is I would call her a floating apartment Um, and we have been on here nearly nine years ago so it was over yeah 10 years since we I suppose decided you have that life change kind of thing where you everyone thinks you're a bit mad and you go (laughs) I know we're gonna live on a boat and we're gonna (laughs) downsize from you know a lovely forever home what everyone says is a forever home and Mm. we're gonna give it all up and live on a boat and people just think we were drunk and, yeah. and you know, likely we might have been at some point in that decision making. Yeah. You know what? I think sometimes, yeah, I think you say things and people talk about lots of things, but um, I always felt very proud that we, we said we were going to do it and we did all the research and, and then we cracked on and we built it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Is that, is that just kind of an example of you sacrificing some sort of things to, you know, To be able to, did you sacrifice like living in a home to be better off financially? Is that something Um, you've done or?
1: Well, it was, it was one of those, my husband has worked, had worked for the local authority for, you know, his whole life, you know, and it was in those days where it was, you know, a job for life, whereas there's no such thing now as a job for life. And we were on a, um, uh, on holiday and you know, the way all your dreams come out when you're on holiday, you know, I'm going to sell shoes on eBay for a living, you know, something like that. Although yeah. I could do that, to be honest. But um, 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 we, he thought he was under threat of redundancy and right. we thought, oh, God, you know? And you think, and he started getting stressed, and he's never, I've ne- you don't really see him stressed. Mm. And you think, well, actually what we have to do in a situation like that is take stress out your life. And I don't think we thought of it as this big kind of downsize, but what is the stress that is going to come if you lose your job well, it's paying the mortgage, isn't it? And, yeah, yeah. and, uh, you know, you can change your lifestyle and you can, you can cut back on everything. Um, yeah you know, or there's always something to come back on. And we thought, right. Okay. So we said, well, why don't we downsize? And then we don't have that responsibility of the mortgage, and yeah. that hanging over your head. Um, and then we just didn't like anything that we would look to downsize to. Um, yeah. And we'd had this joke when we we're on the holiday, go, we'll live on a boat. That's what we'll do. And then you come <laughs> back and you go, can't really live on a boat. And then we, we looked at houses and flats, just didn't anything, nothing really got, I can't believe it, Nothing floated our boat. Hey. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> all week Um, and so we decided that um we would look and we did look and we looked for around about oh gosh a few months after about a month or so we found out that Rob's job was safe but we decided we'd do it anyway because if ever that stress factor came into play again well we do we just we just cut the stress out frankly that's that's what it was about so you know um but yeah really really interesting so we we ended up building one because we couldn't find one that we liked we we Mm -hmm. traveled the from east to west of the north of England down to the south to look at different boats, didn't like anything. So um, yeah. I sketched it out on, well, not sketched it out, I drew it out on a, an Excel spreadsheet, 60 feet by, because we wanted something that was big enough for the Leeds-Liverpool canal, yeah. um, 60 feet by 13 feet. That was the biggest we could have. And that's, right. that's how it kind of drew it out.
0: Yeah, <laughs> brilliant. That's good. I think for people listening, I think it's just a, an example of, you know, sometimes you've got to, eliminate stress out of your life and that's that's a very good example of uh, of you doing that yeah brilliant <laughs> so um yeah Simone so if we I'm very interested in 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 your personal story so if we can take it back to to your childhood and uh, if you can just tell us a bit about your childhood and and your upbringing if that's all right
1: for sure yep yeah. so uh I'm an only child um sort of uh of um Liverpool parents um dad used to work away quite a lot he worked away uh and airlines and then um the gaming industry actually not gaming as in what we would call gaming now with um playstation but um, like
0: arcade like gambling almost yeah exactly yeah I yeah, yeah. Like
1: gambling shouldn't I? Yeah. What I I'm like I'm being high since bouquet here fluffing yeah. off. But Anyway, that's my mother actually sorry mum uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah so lived um grew up in I was in Liverpool till I was four years old um with um living grandparents with my mum and dad and then we moved out into the sticks out into Lancashire um and yeah, very much in the middle of nowhere, uh, but with a really big family around us. So even though I was an only child, I had tons of cousins, you know, like the big northern family kind yeah. of thing.
0: Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, and yeah. we
1: had the biggest garden um, that everyone would descend on in the summer. And my, my birthday is what is half Christmas, 25th of June. Um, <laughs> so we would uh, that would always be the There'd always be an excuse for the adults to have a party. So that, for me kind of thing. And I'm like, yeah. yeah got wives yeah. for that um, yeah. Yeah. and then the same Christmas New Year so very much a kind of big family if we went away you know fortunate to get away on holidays would always go away with like n- nan and gags the grandparents would be in tow and often the great uncle and auntie and cousins you know so it was, <laughs> it was very it was quite a busy quite a social I would say quite a social upbringing um, yeah. if you like um yeah yeah, quite quite social didn't really know what I wanted to be don't think I was particularly Mm. academic um Mm. I think I was good at maths or I I, I was good at maths and good at languages um Mm. but writing stuff down not so much thought I was good at art Mm. no just like colouring in Um, (laughs) but yeah I I, and I I really sort of struggled with what to do uh kind of went Mm. off um finished school, again, really struggled, you know, what? wanted to be a vet, then, yeah. you know, no, I, I only wanted to work with the animals I liked. Um, okay. <laughs> and, and, and so I did my A-levels, probably wrong A-levels, did economics and mm-hmm. what else did I do? Maths, maths was great, was good at that. Mm-hmm. Then the mm-hmm. teacher changed and the teacher changed just after I did my mocks and that was it. And so my A-levels were pretty much a disaster. But in the time I was uh, doing my A-levels, we, we had um, a careers fair in the gym. Because we were always in the gym, weren't they? We? I don't know why. Yeah, was
0: everything in were in the gym, yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> all smell a bit sweaty, not great. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, the, the the Royal Air Force were in there and I went and had a chat. Uh, and then I went off and did tests, and um, and then uh, there was something that didn't quite fit. There was something that I was like, mm, "Yeah, it's okay, it's an option." And I, I remember getting accepted and everything. But I, I went round to the Royal Navy Careers Office in Liverpool, and getting through that door was a was kind of like a, a, a real change, a light going on. I felt hmm. that that was somewhere I belonged. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorry, that was a real speed trip through my.
0: That's <laughs> no, that's brilliant. Yeah, that's that's what we're looking for. Yeah, so. Yeah, so that's, that brings us to, is it, was that your kind of, uh, when you went into the, the Royal, was it Royal Navy? Is that, Correct, was that yeah. your first, was that your first sort of um, experience in, in work then?
1: I, I'd worked, so i done, I'd done my A-levels and I'd got, ex- accepted by the navy as what they call a cadet entry and it was on the premise that if you got your a-level grades you would go in as a, a rating an entry level and then after 18 months they they'd give you the opportunity to to go for officer promotion and i'm like oh no i just want to start at the bottom and work my way up you know i'm only yeah, it was only yeah. 17 right. um and i thought oh no no anyway and i, and I don't know why because i knew i wasn't going to get my a-levels i didn't feel confident about them and then when i didn't get them i called the careers office thinking Ugh, Mm. this is what we're going to do now and they were like no you totally fit what we want and but in that in that meantime while I was then waiting to get accepted and join I worked at the social services in the dole basically um wow god that was a a whole pay-per-view television experience from there you know (laughs) people like coming across the counter trying to get some of the staff and all this kind of stuff but do you know what it was I was a proper I was a probably I don't know what it was probably a clerk is what they would have called it in the days Mm. Mm. lots of filing. There was lots, yeah. lots of filing habits and lots of like paper cuts, is what I'd say. Yeah. And I, to be honest, I can't remember too much about it because everything for me was a focus of going and starting on what was going to be my adventure, if you like. Yeah. Um, and and it was. I always think it was the best thing I ever did to join. Yeah. Um, but then when it was time. Uh, years later um, there was a decision I, I wanted to have another career before I was too old to have another career but yeah the, the navy for me was was a, a, a magic fit I yeah. think a real uh, and it was in those days 88 uh, I know surely not <laughs> um, those of you won't see if you listen on my podcast but, um, <laughs> but it was it was for me it was um, you know women didn't go to sea um at that point um mm. but I didn't really think anything of it I didn't know any different because that was the mm. way it was so I didn't think mm. I was joining a disadvantage at a disadvantage or anything and but oh god I loved it I loved every bit of it it's it's and I think that's absolutely where I, I suppose it, you know I think there couldn't be a better training ground for being a, a business owner is is mm. because you're just never off for you you know you run yeah. your own business and it's you can yeah you can never be off. And so my work ethic has always been like ridiculously high. So I think that, um and that whole journey of joining, getting the, getting down on the train from Liverpool down to um, to, to Cornwall, mm. getting off on the ferry and all there with your ki- you know, your suitcases ready to go with all, with your, all your stuff that your mum sent you away with as well, that like you weren't really yeah. allowed to have. But yeah, it was, it was fantastic. It was for me, it was the, you know, a real sense of, coming together you know different sets of teamwork but mm. you think of the forces as teamwork but it was a different type it was bartering and what we now call collaboration I suppose isn't it yeah. you know it'd be yeah. like right you are my shirts I'll polish your shoes I'll <laughs> braid your hair not your hair Alex obviously you can do it if you're <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but There was an element about that going on yeah. and I, I really loved it. And I had a real pride, a pride to wear the uniform, to be honest. It was, yeah. and it was, um, my mum and dad, it was the last thing that my, um, my dad, um, attended. Um, my dad, mum and dad came down for the passing out praise. It was fantastic. Mm. And then, uh, six, when I joined the Navy, actually, what was really interesting is mum and dad decided to go into the pub game. Um, okay they decided to have a total change and they ended up flipping up the road from my first proper base. And I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> uh, and they had half the staff, half the base where I was uh, um, posted working in the pub, uh, yeah. you know, around the shifts and stuff like that. But yeah, I was yeah. during that time, which was, I'd only been in 18 months that um, my dad died. So it was really sudden, right. it was not sudden. It was, it was, it, so it, was a, it was a quick process. It was like six weeks from start to finish, you mm. know, the dreaded mm. cancer and all that yeah. awful stuff. And so they, mum and dad went home and, you know, they sort of giving dad sort of six months to live. And it was six days later he was gone. And uh, oh. that was, it was just, oh, it was just such an, I don't know, it was an awful time. And certain things I can't remember, if you know mm. what I mean. It's weird. But the one thing that the Navy did is they sent me home and they were like just go home and I'm like no no, no I'm, I need to be part of something and um so I worked at the careers office in Liverpool for five months yeah which sounds I always think sounds a bit weird but it was probably one of the best jobs I did was to work in that careers office and I got the chance to go out and visit the schools yeah. so I loved it and so I could go and get into uniform and do what I'd signed up to do but equally every night I could go home and check my 39 year old mum because she was only young you know um was was okay and Mm. and just be there so yeah interesting time I think really interesting time I say some of it can't quite piece it all together really
0: yeah yeah so obviously you um very unfortunate event of your dad dad passing away there Simone um how did that did that kind of knock you off your path at all or how did you deal with that did you did you uh, did you remain focused in in that time
1: uh, take every advantage I think take every you know I think um funny actually not thought about that or you know reflecting mm. back sort of yeah, many a yeah. on but um yeah. I I always kind of say you know we know say what's the best advice you could give or something I always say yes, yeah. say yes and work it out later and I think because of my um sort of my job I had so many different opportunities you know mm-hmm. so whether it be volunteering at Wimbledon or going god help me underwater potholing or I, I know you <laughs> kind of I lived in a there was an element of a not dangerous you know although that was scary but there was an element of yeah I'm you know everyone uses those you know live every day like it's your last or whatever but I absolutely wanted to maximize on every opportunity never never don't go along for the ride kind of thing so there was something really important about doing that as a because I'd never because dad had worked quite a lot of shifts as I was growing up so I was much closer to my mum than I was my dad and that's probably why we had the big extended family always around us but um it when I joined the navy and it was far more kind of aligned as well to his world. And so he was like super proud yeah. uh, for, you know, to see his, his, his untidy, his untidy uh, young daughter, you know, going off to, to to join the forces and stuff. But yeah, yeah. I think, you know, um, I still think now, and it's gosh, it's, it's a long, long time ago now, 89, yeah. you know, uh, yeah yeah a long time isn't it you know so so yeah it, you know so I think that that absolutely is the thing for me is you know um work hard say yes work out later kind of thing
0: yeah yeah no, that's amazing and I'm sure you, your dad would be proud of you now Simone I anyway, looking down and um yeah so it's you've had a very um quite a I'd say you you, you learned a lot in that time of your life definitely um, so bringing it up to Northern Power Women, your, your, um, your business, you're your the founder of that, that, that business. Uh, can you just tell us about how you, how you come into that, Simone? Yeah,
1: I um, I after leaving the Navy, um, I got very much worked in the hospitality, visitor economy industry. So I, I worked at HG Racecourse, Blackpool Pleasure Beach, uh, the new arena in Liverpool, um, the Olympics. So mm. had a really kind of interesting. I loved what I learned in the Navy was about, uh, I suppose, what they call logistics but for me it made me a great event organizer because you've got to be in, get people in the right pl- uh, place at the right time in the right uniform with the right food or with the right you know sort of supplies or whatever it may be so yeah. I felt I really had a passion for that and because I'd volunteered so much while I was in the navy that was a an industry I think that beckoned me if you like um mm-hmm. that that sort of connecting in the events piece uh, but weirdly I'd never felt sort of any disadvantage for being a woman in the Navy. I never right. even though I was a really you know, I was a when I was a wren, I was a I was one of four percent when I went through the ranks and became an officer um I was one percent you know as a, but I never felt it didn't feel different to me I felt there was definitely a difference in a, a north south piece as in as in accents yeah, uh, yeah. uh like what we have um, yeah. it was definitely that and that was it was and those are the days I suppose of BBC English and you know where yeah. uh, the sort of proper language and stuff so so we think absolutely uh um you know I I didn't feel that disadvantaged but when I was working for a sector skills council in the hospitality tourism industry in London there's a whole campaign around women at senior level of boards and I went along to an event and it was a room of of people drinking warm wine kind of complaining and saying how badly done to they were and I'm like oh well I don't think this will fix the problem Mm -hmm. and so I kind of got into solutions mode I suppose I thought well how can I interfere how can I make use of if you've got 60 people in a room drinking warm wine how can we like make better use of those great role models and, mm-hmm. and I started bringing together, I thought we can't steal people's time. If we're going to bring people together, we'll bring them together with purpose and, you know, with a real practical element and, you know, I equally went right. Where's the men let's bring the men and let's, but where's the young people, you know, cause it's all part of the, you know, future conversation or the wider conversation. So yeah. it started from there really um, set up uh, something called TEDx Whitehall Women in London, really built, you know, everything I did around gender equality was the London And then five and a bit years ago, or six years ago, there was a big festival in Liverpool, uh, International Festival for Business. I lobbied to do an event. I said, if you're going to do something of this magnitude, we should talk about gender and talent, you know, because that's, i think this is very much about business and talent mm-hmm. and so i created women inspiring the economy and then i subsequently created northern power women i wanted to signpost i didn't want to say come to me for everything because for three and a half years i was on my own so i couldn't really do that i didn't want to create a membership or a network i wanted to create a like a movement i suppose a campaign, yeah, yeah. Yeah. something that i didn't want anyone in the north to ever say there wasn't anything for them and i wanted to change the geography of where the conversation around equality was coming from because mm-hmm. everything's was about London and I wanted to change that because I know there's so many kick-ass role models in the north and that became my mission to grow a huge community of role models of which is now around about Um, 60,000 and again I want everyone to be able to look so me as my 17 year old Self, you know, not getting her A levels thinking, what the hell am I going to do? Or even my 14 year old self thinking, God, what am I going to do? Then I wanted people to be able to look around and go, oh my God, actually, they seem okay. They seem a bit, you know, crazy. I quite like (laughs) to have a look at that. Whatever it is, I think it's, it's, and I didn't realize till recently, a couple of years ago, that that was in my thinking as to, And I think it's just because I can, if I've got a skill to connect and gather people and, you know, share and be generous with your, I suppose your connections, your network, your you've got to do that. Everyone can do something for someone. That is my whole thing. Everyone can pay it forward. Everyone Mm -hmm. can do something which supports the development of someone else. And Mm -hmm. and that and that is irrespective of age, background, race, gender, ethnicity. It's really important to me that we we kind of enable this kind of real northern spirit of can do will do yeah I know there's barriers I know there's all kind of challenges but I really try and focus on the what we can do as opposed to all the stuff that is just too difficult to do I'm a bit of a crack on girl and you use that right at the start let's
0: crack yeah, on let's crack on yeah <laughs> that's very much a northern thing I think isn't it and uh yeah that's great no I, I love you just yeah I can feel the energy even though we're you know we're on a zoom call and I think People you know people buy into that naturally as well, and i think i think from a from a leadership point of view i think you you're the perfect sort of leader you you just want to help people and you've got a vision and you've got a mission to help as many people as you can um would I just wanted to speak to you a bit about leadership while we're while we're on that simone uh what what's your kind of idea of a great leader and how do you put that into your own sort of role?
1: I think a great leader is about having we have obviously got to bring a team around you that's better than you kind of thing, you know, yeah, yeah. because the last thing we all want is God. I couldn't imagine a whole team of me, you know, there's there's elements of buying into the vision and, and what you're trying to do and create and the passion. You I, Everything's got to have energy. We can't do we won't tick boxes and we've got to put energy into stuff and. Yeah. And I am a bit of a fan of a bit of mischief as well. You know, you've got to do that. Cause you, if you're taking two people's time or you engage people, you've got you've got to inject that. And if it naturally doesn't come to you, then it can be done in a you know a sort of a different way, I suppose. But uh, but for leadership, I think it's about, as I say, building the team around you, um, which can you know really you can bring forward their ideas. I think I'm a big you know big fan of letting people crack on
0: you yeah, know yeah,
1: we're yeah. we now are you know we're a team that had to really downsize at the start of lockdown um before any of us even knew what the hell a furlough was um or whatever you know we were i was I pretend, we were just starting to grow and then you kind of have to and kind of sort of scale back very quickly mm-hmm. but actually there was a leadership element in that way you have to make those decisions very quickly so that you can then help that person support them into the next role, which is what I did. Everyone got kind of new roles and stuff with, you know, with organizations. But I think it's absolutely, as we build, we're now building forward again.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I think it's about uh, getting people to be, come out of their own comfort zone. So I think you're, uh, um, you, you know, you, you've got to offer leadership, but you've got to empower people to, to, to learn to learn themselves, to you know, um, yeah, yeah. To, to kind of develop their own voice because this isn't all about me. That's really, you know, that's yeah, important. Yeah. So I think there is absolutely creating a framework where everybody can thrive and everybody has a voice and everyone feels as though they're part of the bigger. It's pride, isn't it? it yeah, I think yeah. is if you can set that out, then people feel proud of what they do. And that to me is a success. I don't want people to work for us that are they might be the best person to do x but if they're doing it in isolation and not doing it um or 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 kind of yeah they're not doing it with you know sort of how they can add their own sort of stamp on it i think that's really important um yeah, yeah. you know and hence that's why we created northern power futures a couple of years ago to to kind of look at what does the future of the north look like by those people who are going to live and lead in it to be able to create platforms that's everything we're about really is platform and stages and so whether that's someone who's working in your team whether it's you know um someone who's a great role model like yourself it's anywhere that you can offer to give people those platform stages and a voice it's a it's it's I suppose it's the total opposite of what the, the years the the boys clubs have been and, and that's nothing against men we're absolutely northern power women is about all genders yeah, you know yeah. we're all about uh, you know male advocates um and you know really really important but I think there's an element of we all have a responsibility to open a door um mm. and not just because our nan brought us up well <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah no, that's that's amazing, uh, Simone. Yeah, um, I just wanted to. It's funny. I, I was listening to a, a, another podcast yesterday, and it's a it's a chap called Stephen Bartlett. Have you have you heard of him? No. It, 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 he owned like um, a big software company, I think it was like a social chain, I think it was called. Um. Anyways, just sold. It. He's called Stephen Bartlett, and he's got a podcast called the C uh, the Diary of a CEO. And they were talking to Jake Humphrey, who also who's also got a podcast. And a topic of conversation they were they were talking about yesterday. And one of them brought up, they said, How have you found um getting female guests onto your show? And it was it were kind of a, a discussion they had where they were they both come to the agreement where they, they couldn't find anywhere near the same quantity of female guests come on the show compared to male guests. Um, And I just wanted, I just wondered what, what your thought on that was obviously there's some, we, we are acknowledging that there is that kind of, you know, issue still there, but, you know, what, what's your thoughts on that, Simone?
1: So um, we've been doing some work with the BBC around their 50-50 project, which is all mm. about getting better representation in the media. Yeah. And that started about 18 months ago. Um And then we did a, another event with them in January. And what we also did over over this lockdown period, it's funny, isn't it, how we adapt and you know sort of revise what we do one of the things we've done is we've created something called the be heard campaign Mm -hmm. um and if you think of one of the reasons i've created northern power women is to create this visible hall of role models you know so the we don't have an awards to gather people and get loads of sponsors in of course we need funding in to make this stuff happen but we do it to create books and pictures of you know, of, of, of visible role models. That's why why we yeah. created it. And equally, we just built a platform uh, over this period as well, whereby it's about connecting people with, people with people with opportunities. So I constantly say, ask me. Just ask me. If you don't know, I will know a woman, hopefully yeah. another woman or, or a man who can. And so yeah. I get contacted most weeks by the media. Do you know somebody who can talk about this? Do you know somebody who can do this? So we've created this Be Heard for... Um, anyone to sign up to but obviously we are very much pushing the female agenda and we're also pushing a black asian minority ethnic agenda as yeah. well so to to grow those voices because that's what we preach we preach about amplifying voices so we've yeah. grown um these so what we're asking people to do is to share their side hustle so i think there's a challenge so there's times when i've gone out and i've put on social rights radio five live are looking for someone to talk about this at tonight. Da, 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 da. Guarantee. and I've put it in every WhatsApp group. I've put it in, you know, whatever. And I know there are women out there and I've gone to, can you do? No answer, no answer, no answer. The next minute you've got, oh, I've only just seen it. I vote no 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 you know and I'm like so I'm working really hard and it's weird because some of these women are super super experienced Mm. and super senior but there's still a barrier there's still a there's still a fear suppose it goes back to standing up and speaking in class or, or, or or you know the public speaking thing but I think so what we've tried to do by the be heard is say don't tell me what your job is or what you do. Tell me about your side hustle. Tell us about the thing that, that, and I learned this a few years ago. And it's that thing that when you're, I remember speaking to someone, she was a a managing director of Virgin holidays. Okay. But she talked about her company with pride and she talked about the brand Virgin has, you know, always had a good, a good sort of brand. Mm. Then she talked about the foundation. And all of a sudden she was in a different place. She was like, oh my gosh. And it was so animated. And then she talked about this entrepreneur scheme that they'd set up in in the Caribbean to support local entrepreneurs thrive through their tourism. You know, it was just that. And it was... And I'm, and that has always been to me is that's what we have to find. If we can unlock that or get people to identify or unlock that, that's yeah. what you put yourself forward to speak to. You don't have to put yourself forward about being the CFO or mm-hmm. the founder of a business. You can talk about something else. Like you know, if you want to talk about why do nor- Northerners always talk about the weather, you can talk about <laughs> that. If you want to, you know, if you want to talk about why it's important to to be generous with your time and support others, talk about that. So yeah. put yourself because actually you find in that particularly in the media or, or we try to expand this out to events as well. Um, and so absolutely send them my number. I will, I want to help. I want oh. to help because I equally think it starts. We can, we can work on this as the younger level as well. So you kind of take the myths away before yeah. you're, you're too long. So yeah, be heard um, is, you know, what we want people to sign up to again. It's free, but constantly it means that we can signpost and, you know, I've done, I did um, about Eleanor who works for me she's 19 years old I got asked literally about three weeks ago to go on BBC national news on a Friday afternoon and it was about how is how is Covid impacting on young people and I went well I will come why don't I bring Eleanor? She's 19 years old. You can ask her. She was, she's in the number one hotspot. What was the number one hotspot in Liverpool for, for COVID? Um, Mm. So why don't you ask her? And it was brilliant. And, you know, so that, and that, but that is what we also have to do is we also have to, it's about that open door thing, Alex, where we've got to, if you like, be mindful about getting other people to 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 gag in on these conversations otherwise you'll just have the same old people and that's why i set northern power women up so we, yeah. we have the different voices we have the different genders we have the different takes yeah. because that's interesting right
0: yeah of course and if there were one person that i knew would give a um let's say a, a very emotional not emotional a very positive response to that to that um question i asked it be you and an now right so yeah, thank you. And by the way, I I messaged you and you come back straight away. And I I've never had any issue with female guests on mine, but these these lads were talking about it. So you know, yeah, that's a great response, uh, Simone. Um, so yeah, um, so we're up to date now. So kind of, what are you what are you doing at the moment, Simone? And, and what are you kind of planning on doing in the in the near future, really?
1: Well, do you know I we talked about this you know the pandemic and covid it's been a really sort of um challenging period you know it started with postponing the awards four days out what would have been the largest awards celebrating gender equality in europe um challenging because you're dealing with a thousand people and you're dealing with 200 of those who are about to be celebrated and you can't break that spirit you've got to I, you know it's really important to us that constantly waving the flag right it's mm-hmm. really important to high five embrace your own as role, role model and, and be a visible role model so you know so that was a that was kind of a, a challenge and you know um but then we obviously had to adapt um to the situation because i don't think any of us realized it would go on for this amount of time so wow. we built something called the power platform which again it's about people people being generous with their time people being you know so whether there's opportunities whether someone's got you know coming on a podcast we actually have a bit about there about speakers so if you want to put a shout out for a speaker for an event or a speaker to put it out there and we will share it you know so it almost is it's a bit like the too good to be true website in some respects but it's designed to be um yeah, sorry, a, a digital version of me where you constantly go oh my gosh you should talk to them oh my gosh you should put yourself forward to that sometimes it, that's what we've tried to design so we've got that that's brilliant and we've just um we've just again things that may not have never have happened we're now a sort of a tech startup business on the side we've got one of those we've yeah. currently um currently formed a partnership with a, a, a education charity called future first which is all about role models in school They sought me out through the phrase role, role models. They're passionate about really deepening that engagement in the North of England so that everyone can be an alumni and be a face at their school. They don't have to speak in assembly you know, it could be a one-to-one, it could be a poster, whatever it is, but it's all about that visibility of, you know, the the local lad or girl who's, 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 who's got a story, you know, it's not always about, it's not about being chief exec, it's about having a story, owning your story, I think, and so, so really excited about that, so we're currently building a a white label who even knew what these things were anyway of the, the <laughs> platform for but it's a it's a partnership that's technology but it's also a partnership with purpose and people if that makes sense god that sounds yeah. really cringy but you know but
0: it is it's no, no, no that's good it, that's good it's,
1: it's it's got to have purpose in it or otherwise what's the point uh we've we've written a report our leveling up report which is again us about going how do we how can we better influence how can we use our power and influence to to level to make sure we have better advantage in the north and we are very much an organization which is about what we can do as opposed to pointing a finger that's not tend to be how we work so we tend to look at showcasing what is good and great it's not grim up north that is absolutely one of our, our yeah. sort of key matches. developing the we've been doing carousel mentoring in schools which has been fantastic so imagine the scene 160 young uh year 10s and 30 mentors on zoom yeah. Um, myself uh, my husband Northern Power Man in the school with a, a, a technician and um, making sure the kits are working and watching the world of work come virtually to life to young people that i have been totally inspired by um yeah. i've got um i have a, an honorary position in the royal navy uh now which came to pass in in june who knew these things existed there's 35 of us in the world uh, yeah. i'm the only yeah. female in the north so i'm an honorary lieutenant commander now in the navy i know it's nuts, well done, right? it's like coming home but you know what it's it it's, it's like my work was not done, if that makes sense. Yes. So now yeah. working with them around, and again, I'm an advocate. That's what my role is. But, you know, like this education charity said, get everyone in the Royal Navy signed up to be an alumni at this school. It would be such a massive kind of hit straight on so stuff that you can influence um you know so that's what we so we currently our our campaign at the moment is about asking for more seats at the table so we have more balanced conversations investing in female-led businesses and black asian minority ethnic businesses and that's not just about financial investment is making the world a worker um, a more flexible place and then investing in future talents they're kind of our three campaigns obviously looking forward global domination why not we're in a smaller (laughs) world now but just keep keeping keeping people connected we launched a virtual mentoring program with 75 pairs which was not expected i did Mm. it just again it sounds Oh, did it out the goodness of my own health no I did it to keep people connected and I wanted to see if it was needed I only ever want to do stuff that will make a difference otherwise yeah dealing of time thing I don't want to do that and yeah. so anything that we can add you know we can add value to and and it, it does I think definitely the theme that's kind of come through and even though we haven't had the chance much to stop or reflect or whatever we just keep moving there's mm. it's the connectivity keep a keep a keeping people connected whether it be by a podcast whether it be by a uh, blog whether it be by mentoring I think it's always being mindful that people engage in different ways so uh, you know I'm, I'm kind of excited about the path we're going on with the education piece that's really exciting the path that we go on you know just earlier today I had a meeting with you know 15 senior leaders in cumbria and you know only knew one of them and that makes me excited because it means that we're never going to run out of northern power women you know and we can always keep amplifying voices we never have to circle around the same Mm. people so that to me is really exciting and again it's it's about this going forward it is about genuinely growing the army so if we're now at a, a point where we have asks for good if everyone uses that influence and everyone uses their power whether it's opening a door for somebody else whether it's an ask of government whether or not it's an influence somewhere down the line then whether or not it's listening from that series of young people then you know what this is what that's really exciting to me so uh, I you know the future I I'm hoping has 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 got opportunity for all in it because that's that's what we want fairness and equality
0: yeah amazing. Yeah, that's brilliant, Simone. Yeah, um, just 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 listening to you talk about your you know your your, your mission and, and your company, it's just I can just sense the pure passion from coming from you. Um, do you do you think that you need passion uh, in 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 your chosen path? Do you think you need passion? I
1: definitely do. Yeah, yeah I, I, I absolutely definitely believe I couldn't do anything that I didn't love if you'd have asked me six years ago, would I be running my own business? Absolutely not. No, didn't really feel like that was for me. I don't think I am an entrepreneur. I I now think I'm entrepreneurial. Do I think I'm the best entrepreneur? No, from, you know, from a, you know, we're not, you know, we're not a commercial focused organization when so many people are obsessed that we should be. And I I do believe that if we build the field, it will come kind of thing, Um, you know, but um, I've got, it's really important that, whether it's what I'm doing or whether it's what the team are doing or whether we've got volunteers or, you know, people who just want to get involved as it's got to matter to them. I, I think it's really important. I could not just sit in that cubicle, but everyone has a different reason for getting up in the morning. Yeah, Everyone has a different reason, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I do think I live behind the excuse sometimes I live on a boat. So whilst there's, you know, living on a boat is still not the cheapest option in the world, but it's, it, it, it cuts out certain expense. Um, so I, I definitely live behind that sometimes and think, wow, you know, but I do think that's an excuse sometimes and maybe need yeah. to woman up sometimes. And, uh, <laughs> and be, but no, I, I, I'm proud of what we've done and what we've achieved. Um, hmm. I'm, I'm impatient, uh, to do more, be caught and to encourage people everyone can do something
0: yeah brilliant all right Simone. yeah well we're coming uh coming up towards the end there it's been uh it's been fantastic speaking with you and um yeah so just a couple of questions to to finish on Simone so um can you give me a fact about you that most people will not know okie dokie
1: i think a fact about me would be when i was 18 months old i was naked on the television on a tv program called wish you were here which was a (laughs) holiday show so
0: (laughs) right yeah i'm sure naked
1: naked toddler on the beach with a beanie hat and big glasses that's what my mother kicked me off into i'm not sure that is northern power women material but (laughs) yeah tv star at the age of 18 months there we
0: go (laughs) (laughs) fantastic right um If you had the power to uh, invite anyone into this chat with us right now, uh, can be can be dead or alive, um, who would you choose and why?
1: Um, Northern Power Nana Uh, lost Northern Power Nana last year, ninety seven. Yeah. Um, she always made me like believe that I could be anything I wanted to, you know, wanted to be.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, so you know, an early age, I know you're a Liverpool fan, um, but I was an Everton. I know, I know. Sorry, the signal's gone. Um, uh, yeah, there was there wasn't anything as, as as football that women could play or girls could play and mm. you know, always made me feel like I, I only ever wanted to play for Everton. They mm. probably still need me, to be honest. they probably do a really good job now. But um yeah, I I led you into that. <laughs> um, yeah, Just about, you know, buying me the, you know, the Everton tracksuit. And of course, it was in the days where there wasn't kit for female shapes and sizes. It was just, you know. But yeah. yeah, just anything, anything, everything was possible, you know, mm-hmm. if, if you like. And I think that yeah. that definitely is as kind of stuck with me, um, yeah. you know. Um, so yeah, um, I don't know what she'd say uh, so much. I think she'd just. Uh, I, actually, to be honest, she'd had probably quite a lot to say actually. Um yeah. But yeah, yeah I'd, I'd love I'd love to have her back uh, in the conversation. Ah
0: oh, bless her. What what was what was she called? It's super.
1: Isabella. So, it, and actually, yeah. our boat. Northern Power Nana. Northern yeah, Power so
0: Nana, boat, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Lady, Lady Isabella, uh, yeah. which our boat is named after. It was named after, uh, was named ah. after Isabella, and well, I remember, we took her to the boatyard when we were building it, and uh, when we got her out and put her in the in the water. I remember, she came into the marina office and she told all the staff behind the counter that it was her boat because yeah. it had her name on it, yeah. and not to take any notice of us. <laughs> so that's why we had. A- Built, all because of Northern Power Nana. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, brilliant. Yeah. So just just the last last question to finish on, Simone, and then, and then we'll we'll wrap it up. Um so just to finish finish on a high note, just to anyone that's kind of at the start of their journey, Simone, um, thinking about, you know, really taking control of their own life, uh, what what would be like your final piece of advice to someone that's just looking at getting started or thinking about, you know getting going
1: um build your network build your network around you you know and don't always think of that as a business network it's your community network it's you know be interested in other people um and you know and that that will form around you and and ask for help do not, do not be an island kind of thing, ask for help. And uh, Mm. I'll tell you why we end up when we, 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 we do things around our mentor and we always end up with way more mentors than we have mentees. And Mm. it's because of that, that that barrier of asking for help, you know, uh, that is a really key thing. So build your network. It's you can never build your network early enough. Mm. Uh, And network is not just for the privileged and the senior and those with really good family connections. It's for everyone. You Mm. all have conversations with people and, and ask for help. You know, even if it's, have you got two minutes to have a look at this for me? Could I share? Could you read this before I send it? I still do that now. I have friends and I'll have them the subject. I'll go, it is a red pen moment. Mm. (laughs) Ask for help. People want to help. Yeah.
0: Brilliant. That's, that's so uh, relatable to myself as well, Simone, to be fair. I've always believed in a strong network and I think that's what, you've kind of built your whole sort of journey on. So yeah, that's perfect to, to sign out on. So thank you very much for joining us. It's been it's been fantastic. And um thank yeah, you. I wish you all the best. I wish you all the best with, with your future and you know let's keep in touch. And uh, yeah.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for letting me in your Halifax home. Now Alex, oh, I have yeah. to ask a question. I yeah. can see a piano behind you. Do you play?
0: I'd love to say I do. Uh, my girlfriend does.
1: Oh.
0: <laughs> it's just for sure for me. I just wanted to look like I were a bit of a musical talent. Um, Do you know it's
1: brilliant? It's better than a bookcase. I can. T- it's better than a bookcase or one of my face mask holders.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to get you a piano sent across.
1: Absolutely. So and I know. All that was useless for anyone listening to the podcast. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have to edit that bit out.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, we'll keep it.
1: Oh, right simone. Thanks so much just
0: just the last last thing where can people connect with you simone sorry
1: people can connect um on uh twitter uh instagrams at simone roche s-i-m-o-n-e-r-o-c-h-e um or northernpowerwomen.com northernpowerfutures.com or power-platform.com i'm everywhere
0: brilliant <laughs> Perfect. Thank you very much, Siobhan, and uh, yeah, take care.
1: Thanks, Alex. Great to chat with you. Really enjoyed it. You
0: too. See you later. Thanks for listening to another inspiring self-made story, and we hope you enjoyed the show. We would be very grateful if you could kindly leave us a review as it will help us impact a wider audience. You can do this on iTunes, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you want to reach out on the socials, Find us across all platforms using at the self-made minds podcast. See you next time and happy success making.